Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Most of us would acknowledge that we have disappointed someone. We let them down somehow. But have you ever disappointed yourself? I have. Today on Drawing Near, we observe the events that take place immediately after Jesus is arrested. But pause. Think about that for a moment. Jesus is arrested. Things begin to move quickly in the lives of Jesus and his scattered disciples. Let's take our Bibles and turn to Luke chapter 22 and study Bitter Disappointment. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. And our Father in heaven, we come before you today humbly. This is a holy and sorrowful event that we witness today. Jesus has been arrested. He's been moving toward this time in his life, especially over the last year. And now, Father, he has been arrested. He has moved from the garden to the father of the high priest to before the high priest. So many things are going to take place now. His disciples have been scattered. John and Peter are in the courtyard near Jesus. And Father, as we witness these things, we pray that you would help us to maintain a sense of awe, a solemnness, and at the same time that we would study, discern, and think. Think about what took place, why it took place, and how that is to impact our lives. Guide us in this time of study, Father, and we thank you so much for the Lord Jesus Christ and his humble sacrifice. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. So let's take our Bibles and begin our study today in Luke chapter 22, beginning in verse 54. Having arrested him, Jesus, they led him and brought him into the high priest's house. But Peter followed at a distance. Now when they had kindled a fire in the midst of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter sat among them. And a certain servant girl, seeing him as he sat by the fire, looked intently at him and said, This man was also with him. As you recall from your Bible readings or a sermon or one of our previous studies, Jesus had told Peter that he would deny him three times, that he would do it very soon. And Peter denied that with all of his heart. He said, there's no way. Lord, I'll die with you. I certainly won't deny you. Well, in this passage of scripture, we see Jesus having been arrested. They brought him to the high priest's house, and Peter follows at a distance. Now, what we know from another gospel is John did that as well. But Peter follows at a distance, and there was a courtyard outside of the high priest's house. And people were gathered there, and they're sitting around fire stoves or fire pots. And Peter sits down among them. He wants to be close to Jesus. He no doubt wants to see what's going on. And in verse 56, we're told that a certain servant girl, a lowly little servant, seeing Peter as he sat by the fire, looked intently at him and said, this man was also with him. So this servant girl somehow recognizes Peter. Later on, we're going to see somebody recognizes him as being a Galilean. But it seems to me that this servant girl had seen Jesus, had seen the disciples around him, and recognized Peter as one of them. 
We don't necessarily see any threat or any animosity in her recognition of him. She just points him out. I'm certain that there was a great buzz going around in the courtyard. As Jesus and the soldiers come, the people who are gathered near the high priest's house see what's going on, and and they know that Jesus has been taken. That's why the woman said that this man was also with him, Jesus. And so all of this is going on, and Peter is in the midst of this. Verse 57 tells us, but he denied him, saying, woman, I do not know him. Now notice what verse 57 says. Peter denied him. Peter denied Jesus by saying, woman, I do not know him. In just a few hours previous to this, Peter would have been proud to be identified with the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is the Messiah. He's the King. Peter himself testified that he is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Peter now denies him. Why? Well, for the same reason many of us might have done so. He was afraid. He didn't want to be arrested. The Jewish people were terrified of the high priest and the Sanhedrin court. That was the worst thing that could really happen to them. One, the court was corrupt. Now, maybe they knew that, maybe they didn't. But the court was corrupt. The high priest was corrupt. And there's a lot of fear here, if you'll recall. The high priest, the scribes, the Pharisees didn't want to take Jesus publicly because they were afraid of the people. Well, the people are also afraid of them. And so Peter says, I do not know him. We're told in verse 58, and after a little while, another saw him and said, you also are of them. But Peter again says, man, I am not. Then after about an hour has passed, Peter hasn't left the courtyard. He's being recognized and he hasn't left the courtyard. An hour passes and another confidently affirms. This isn't a supposition. This person confidently affirms, saying, surely this fellow also was with him for he is a Galilean. Verse 60, it says, But Peter said, Man, I do not know what you're saying. Another gospel says he begins to deny Jesus with cursing. At the end of verse 60, we read this. Immediately while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed. Jesus has said before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Before early morning comes and the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And Peter does that. He had rejected Jesus' prophecy that this would take place. He had certainly said it wouldn't happen. And yet it did. Verse 61, And the Lord turned and looked at Peter. I cannot begin to comprehend the sorrow, the sadness, the disappointment in Peter's life that he had let his Lord down. Here Peter who had had a sword in the garden, was willing to die with Jesus, had denied Jesus, just as Jesus had said. And having denied Jesus, he couldn't just sneak away. Jesus turned and looked at Peter. And it was then that Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said to him before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. How sad, how disappointing. Not as much that Jesus is disappointed in Peter, because Honestly, Jesus knew what was going to take place. What we see in Jesus in all likelihood is simple recognition, acknowledgement that what he had told Peter and what Peter had rejected actually took place. But what about the disappointment that Peter has within himself? Peter thought that he was a different kind of man. He was stronger. He was more committed. That his 
values, his convictions would hold up under any kind of pressure. And yet he disappoints himself. Peter realizes the kind of man he truly is, that before a young girl or before a crowd, he would deny Jesus. You know, sometimes we're strong in a group. We're strong at church. We're strong with other people around us when we are questioned about our faith or even when we want to share our faith. But what kind of strength do we have when we're alone? What kind of strength do we have when no one is there to support us? Now, I hope you know we all have someone to support us as believers. The Holy Spirit is with us. Jesus intercedes at the right hand of the Father. The Father knows and sees and works in our lives. We are never truly alone. But there are times when we feel alone, when we feel isolated or alienated. We need to humble ourselves and acknowledge that our faith may not be quite what we think it is, that our conviction may not be as strong as we think it is. Now, this can be a strong ally in our walk with Christ. One, if we truly recognize our potential weakness, we can draw near to the Lord and we can watch and we can be careful. I mean, Jesus had told his disciples in the garden, pray and watch so that you do not enter into temptation. If Peter had remembered the words of Jesus before the rooster crows and before the Lord turns and looks at him, maybe this could have been averted. Now, we know it couldn't have been because Jesus said this was going to happen. There was great sorrow here. We're told in verse 62, So Peter went out, he left the courtyard, and wept bitterly. Jesus is getting ready to go to the cross. He's getting ready to be beaten, mocked, tried, turned over, scourged. He's going to the cross, and he's going in a brutal way, and he's going alone. His disciples are scattered, and Jesus is going alone. Even his father, while Jesus bears our sin on the cross, will turn his back on him. Jesus will cry out from the cross, Father, why have you forsaken me? Remember, Jesus didn't want to do this. He had prayed three times in the garden, great drops of blood flowing from his brow, landing on the ground, for this not to take place, but this is the Father's will. Isaiah said, it pleased God to bruise him. Why? For our salvation, for our forgiveness, to redeem us and return us from sin and slavery to sin, to a fellowship with God. That's why Jesus does this. That's why he takes on the form of a man, humbles himself, and becomes obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Hebrews tells us that for the joy that was before him, Jesus endured the cross, despising its shame. Jesus does this for a joy that is on the other side of the cross, the other side of the grave. We need to learn from this. We need to humble ourselves and confess before God that we are not as strong as we think we are. And therefore, we need to draw near to God and we need to be careful. We need to walk with Christ, be a part of the body of Christ, study our Bibles, hide its word in our hearts that we may not sin against God, and we need to pray without ceasing. Why? So that we would not enter into sin? So that the disappointments in our lives, the way that we fail ourselves and our Lord, would be fewer. We need to think about this. So often we say, oh, I would never say that, or I would never do that. And oftentimes we do that while we're judging others or looking down on others. But King David had his Bathsheba, and Peter has his moment where he denies Christ. We need to be humble. We need to be honest. 
We do not know the depth of the wickedness of our heart, and we need to walk in the Spirit and not gratify the desires of the flesh. Father in heaven, help us to see these things. This is not an uplifting passage. It's a somber passage. It causes us to see ourselves in a light that we may not want to see. But Father, it's necessary. Help us to see that we are but sinners. Now, through faith in Jesus Christ, saved sinners. If, in fact, we follow Jesus by faith. But we're still sinners. Paul cries out, wretched man that I am, who can deliver me from this body of death? We need to recognize that our flesh is still flesh. Although our spirits have been saved, our flesh is still challenged and tempted by sin. Therefore, we need to walk in the Spirit and not feed the flesh. Help us to see these things and to do them. And thank you for what we know is coming. Jesus' great forgiveness of Peter. And help us, Father, protect us from the moments when we may have to weep bitterly because we have failed the Lord gravely. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.